the foundation was uh, definitely a concern. I didn't really get properties with foundational concerns, but I got a lot of properties with. You're listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums. All the podcast episodes are there. Hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and so much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, let's get to the podcast. Welcome back, Right Club community. It's Alfonso Slemmy here with Sarah Larby with another episode of the Right Club podcast. And today, you're in for a real treat. We have an amazing, amazing interview. A real superstar of a real estate investor started, you know, not too long ago, a new uh, as an immigrant coming into the country and uh, really has uh, hit some amazing achievements. But, uh, but before we get to the interview and we get to the chat, Sarah, how are you doing? What's going on? What's new with your life? I am doing awesome, Alfonso. What's new? You know what? We are working on the resort and the theming uh, each little cottage and what we wanted to do with each one. And, uh, you know, that's super fun. Moving things forward and also trying to just balance my uh, my time along the way. So it's uh, it's been good. What about you? Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been a busy a busy time. I'm looking forward to when that resort is built. I call dibs on coming to like the first retreat or seminar. We are doing a retreat. It's actually going to be July 12th to the 14th. Okay, well you can put my name down. Mark your calendar. I will. Yes, <laughs> I definitely want to be there for that. That's really cool. Uh, you know, being in that space with other human beings. You know, at the time that we're recording this, seems like it's all doom and gloom coming back again as you know in, increased numbers of a certain word that we're not going to say on this podcast, but of this pandemic that's going on. But uh, yeah, again, you know, being a new father is super exciting, working on getting back into balance and, and kind of looking forward to some unplugging time during the holidays. I know it's been a really challenging year, you know, in terms of the inventory, we've helped so many families, we've wanted to help more. Um, but uh, the team keeps growing and, you know, we've been able to check off some, some achievements. The team keeps growing, bringing on some new positions and, and, uh, and roles into the company and, and yeah, really focusing on you know, what we're good at. And we talked a little bit about that in this uh, interview with Chris uh, Herlin that, you know, you know, building that team and, and having people, you know, Sarah, you've been always great at outsourcing and, and finding others to, to help out in, in different, in different capacities in your life. But, uh, but yeah, Chris talks, you know, about his story about how he's been able to grow and expand, maybe taking on too much at one time, you know, having to check back and, you know, refocus, uh, you know, it's, it's all important. It's not all rainbows and butterflies guys. And that's the, the cool part about being part of the right club community. We want to give you the full story, not just the shiny object that it looks amazing top of the, what is it? The top of the iceberg where it all looks great. We're giving you the real stories, the real stuff. And this interview gets right into that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're interested in flipping, this is definitely going to be a podcast about that. And, uh, and Chris is a wealth of knowledge. So don't forget to leave a rating and review and check us out at the right and our events as well. We've got lots of events in person and online. So let's bring in Chris. Welcome to the podcast, Chris Herlin. So nice to have you. Uh, Sarah and I are really excited to chat with you today. 
And uh, yeah, it's great that uh, you're able to join us. So uh, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate your time. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So uh, just as we started uh, recording here, we were talking about you know meeting back when uh, in-person events were a lot more common, and uh, we we met very briefly at a networking event. Um, but uh, you know, for you know, even just to remind myself and to remind all the listeners out there, uh, give us a little bit of a background, a little bit about who you are, and uh, yeah, and why you're on the podcast today. No, I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I'm um, Chris Harlan. I'm a real estate investor since. Pretty much I moved to Canada. I'm from Brazil, uh, moved to Canada in 2013. Um, really never done re real estate in, back in Brazil. I was like basically like just doing my job as a, an engineer. Uh, moved to Canada as an engineer, as a transferred uh, from the company that I used to work. And um, although my parents did real estate uh, in Brazil, I was always in the back, in the back of my head that it was a wealth creator. Uh, for them, and it was a dream for my me to to start doing that one day. Um, and Canada gave me that opportunity. Um, Brazil, it was much harder to get into real estate. Not saying that it's easy here, but I just took action and just started investing uh, with my wife. I met my wife here. Uh, her parents are real estate investors too, <laughs> turns out. And uh, we we started together since 2014, and uh, we continue going um, in the years to come, um, pulling equity, learning uh, the power of cash flow, and uh, really doing and, and repeating the process, right? Every single year, pretty much, until 2020 when we hit COVID, and um, I lost my job. I lost my nine to five job uh, uh, after 17 years being an engineer, which is too crazy, but. Uh, I was laid off and uh, then I took um, real estate as a full-time job and been doing this until now. So very been, cool. Yeah, that's a great story. Now, what kind of strategy are you doing in real estate? I mean, obviously there's tons of different strategies out there. You know, which ones did you start with and are you still doing that today? I started with the burst. So I was really like by, I think uh, osmosis pretty much like really buying the property and then putting for rent. And, um, and then uh, I learned the power of like pulling equity and all that through just doing it, um, just talking to people. Of course, the beginning was really like, I didn't have it in it working um, with real estate investors. Um, I just learned on my own pretty much um, until the point that my, I knew only like, realtors and mortgage brokers at that time. And then my mortgage broker told me like, I bought my fourth property. She said, it's over. Like you cannot buy more properties. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Don't come here again. And I was like shocked. I was like, wow, like, um, is that it? Like I cannot do anything else. I, I was, I was growing my portfolio very happily. And uh, it took me three years to get to that networking event that I met Alfonso. And uh, I learned that all those things were um, limiting beliefs that other people had and they put on me that four properties was max. And that's when I started doing more on the flipping side and um, I stopped a little bit doing bursts. Um, then I just focused on flipping homes. Yeah, it's almost like a, a, like a 
a fatal prognosis from the mortgage broker. It's over. You can't do this anymore. You've hit that ceiling. I, I'm sure many of the investors that are listening to this uh, podcast have, have heard that or have heard others uh, of getting to that, that ceiling or that limit of properties. But I know you are located in, in British Columbia. So were you doing that birth strategy and, and now the flips in BC? Or are you working remotely? Talk a little bit about the geographic areas that, uh, that you, you specify in. Um, all my properties in Ontario. Um, I turns out that I just moved to BC about a month and a half ago. It was a dream of mine. Um, I didn't know when it was going to happen, but uh, real estate gave me that opportunity in terms of like financial freedom, and uh, I could go to and 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 follow my dreams uh, to move to to British Columbia. But uh, yeah, everything of my um, still my burrs are all in, in Ontario. I still have all my burrs, uh, all my rentals in, in Stratford, Ontario. Uh, and all my flips were around uh, Southwestern Ontario. They're like St. Thomas, um, uh, Port Coburn, St. Mary's, Strathroy, Stratford, <laughs> everywhere. So I actually opened myself into a wide array of uh, of properties and um and and i just kept doing it kept doing it and we rinse and repeat all the time awesome so let me ask you some questions about flipping and, and just you know how you how you assess them to determine that they're a good deal well, it sounds like you're buying in a lot of those secondary tertiary markets as well so when you're doing a flip i mean it sounds like you've done a handful of them now what are some things that you look for to determine if a property uh, makes sense to do that strategy with so uh, all my all my wholesale, all my properties that I bought for flipping, they're a wholesale uh, wholesale uh, property. So uh, really getting those properties with high equity, like a lot of equity from the get go, and um, really distressed. So I really got into those properties that were like the hoarder homes and uh, had a lot of work to be done. Especially in St. Thomas, is very known for like properties that are almost like tipping <laughs> that you have to chain like do like uh brand new um joists and everything else so we're getting those properties that most people wouldn't take them that were really like could add a lot of value and uh we flipped i flipped 16 houses in the past year um and uh, it was basically all on that they had like hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity from the day that we purchased them Okay. So you're, you're purchasing them with the equity, you're purchasing them from wholesalers and you know, how did you, I mean, these are, these are sounds like they're properties that need a lot of structural work, potentially some foundation issues, you know, who are some of the people on your team that are key to helping you, you know, be able to create that flip successfully to not have, you know, a complete nightmare on your hands with, with huge foundation issues and whatnot. Yeah, like the foundation was uh, definitely a concern. I didn't really get properties with foundational concerns, but I got a lot of properties with uh, like the issues with joy, second floors and things like that. So my business partner is, uh, was a um, um, civil engineer. So he had a lot of knowledge in um, uh, engineered structural integrity, in, uh, structural side of uh, properties. So we were breaking those properties, checking on those things, and then seeing how much value we could bring doing that. Um, but we had a team with like uh, plumbers and electricians and um, all like the trades. And at the very beginning, we used our own um, knowledge and, uh, and, and labor to really build, build the equity and build a lot of uh, the wealth that we created. Um, so a lot of the work was done by us. 
based on our knowledge and just doing the things. And then all the trades were done by um, third party people. What about the money and the financing? Where did that come from? All private lenders. So uh, the very beginning when I started flipping, I had a lot of connections already with uh, private lenders, uh, a lot of um, um, really good relationships with them. And we started building more over time when we start building our trust and things like that, right? Because it's all about like, hey, you've done once, two, two, three times and our lenders are getting money back. Then people start questioning, people start asking, uh, how can we get into this? How can we do this with you? And uh, at the end of like, at the end we had like about five or six lenders that were like directly asking us what's next, what's next. So we we had a good uh, had a good uh, rate of uh, array, um, good connections in private lending, all around all all around Southwestern Ontario. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation! I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, PrivateBuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers they help investors by bringing them some off market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by PrivateBuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox and they're also going to focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs it's just really simple guys just go to privatebuyers.ca fill out the form and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities privatebuyers.ca now back to the podcast and now back to the show yeah and as an engineer as a trade you know it sounds very structured organized and you know the systems in place even as a business partner as an engineer, you know, having all those, you know, my business partners an engineer, so I completely get the structure and, you know, organizing all that kind of stuff. But talk a little bit about, you know, your transition. You mentioned that you had lost your job. Most, you know, you know, real estate investors that want to to leave their full time work, you know, develop a plan and say, okay, in the next three years or five years or or X amount of time. How was that transition of actually, you know, kind of being pushed off the ledge essentially and losing your job and then transitioning it into full time? How was that transition? Well, actually, it's a great question because it was something that uh, at that time in February, I promised myself because I already had um, seven properties already purchased, uh, already working on them. And my financial freedom was starting to build, right? Like the monthly revenues and the monthly. uh, So basically, my salary was not really as necessary as it was at the very beginning. Like I was enough cash flow coming. So I already had a 90-day plan to quit my job at that time in February and end up coming earlier. Uh, I think it took like a month and a half and uh, when COVID hit and then automotive sector really got like hit um, by shutdowns and all those things. And then they laid off part of the, the, the company, a big part of the company. And I was one of them. And uh, it turns out that the day that that happened, um, I don't know it's a blessing, but like I was smiling at the point that I already had, like it was on the plan and they basically um, made it happen for me a little faster than what I, um, I had planned. But it was, it was, uh, it was a happy day at, that, at the end of the day. Uh, it was really, really easy transition. Um, I already had one flip purchase before I got laid off. Uh, so it was on the plan to really start flipping homes on a, on a f- uh, full-time basis. 
already had everything set up and um and so we just it was just transition really quick the step was already built and we just kept going uh up from there it's a blessing it's a blessing in disguise but i think it's good as well that you had that exit strategy planned and sometimes it happens sooner than others and then you kind of it sounds like you ran with it and you made things happen and that is awesome so you know, it, it was good that you were in a position where you were able to do that and it didn't really affect you and you didn't have to go look, go look for another, another job somewhere else. So that, that is awesome. And hopefully people listening to this, that's the position that they can put themselves in so that they can leave within a certain time frame. Um, how many, how many flips, are, let's just go back to flipping a little bit. How many flips are you doing at once right now? Um, right now I'm not doing, but like back in August, I was doing four flips at the same time. In different locations. So I was, uh, I was in Goderich, Stratford, two in Stratford, uh, one in Goderich, and one in St. Thomas, Ontario. Um, it was uh, it was a tough time, but we got it done. But let's talk about that, right? Because obviously, you know, this is your business now. What what processes or procedures have you been able to put in place? Like, give us some like meats, you know, in terms of like if somebody wanted to to be flipping, like, what are some of the things that you did that you're like, you guys should do this for sure. This is how I've, you know, built the processes and the systems in order to, to really scale. What do you think? Oh, like there's a lot of them. Um, so of course, having all your ducks in a row, right. Basically like having the, 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 the private lenders already set up having the, the speed, right. You have to have the speed, uh, on, on your, on your table, of course, just, you got the property, you can actually get a mortgage on it and all that. But as well as I built as an engineer, right? I love the procedures. I love to be able to like get stuff like all planned out. So I built standard operating procedures for myself. So everyone that I would like partner up with in terms of like doing the flips, they all follow the same structure, right? So we knew next, what would be next, what would be next. And there's no wasted time to the point that uh, even with um, um, structuring how much we're going to spend and how much we're going to put into the property, it was at the end of the day, expenses were like on the one to $2,000 off to what I planned at the very beginning before we started the process. So it became a very structured process that we had um, in terms of like raising capital, like for the renovation. So if I say like it's $20,000 to do the renovation, we stick to that plan and keep the, the, everything into, of course, some couple of things happen here and there. We have to adjust, but having those procedures that you can follow every single time that you're doing a flip and keeping those timelines very structured is what made me like succeed in every single one of them. So let's say like it's a month, it's three months. We have to be out of here. Like a month before we had to have the house ready with a realtor inside taking pictures and getting ready to put on the market uh, because it takes time to get sold and uh, taken over, right? Closing. So that those are some of the, um, the procedures that I built into my business to be able to every single time get people more interested in doing business with me too. Because we always need people, right? Like us by ourselves cannot do much. Um, you have to have your network of people uh, that are willing to help. And then uh, as well as uh, uh, being a good steward with the money that people are lending to you. That's one thing that I was always very adamant, making sure that people would be looking at me and saying like, yes, I want to lend to that guy again because he will get my money back. Um, so building those things as an engineer for me was super important. And uh, that's, that's how all the properties were done. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's so important having those ducks in a row, having obviously having your private lenders being able to purchase the home, having the financing, the plan. So really quick, um, what are what are you know, if you can narrow it down to one uh, of each, what's one thing that you always do on every single one of the flip properties? And what's one thing that you'll never do again in your flip property? So one mm. of each that you say every single property, I have to do this or this has to be done to make sure we're going to move ahead and what's one thing that you know maybe you made the mistake that you'll never do again so good question because um i had some couple of things that happened with me that would never happen again happen again uh one of them is um one of the properties that i bought and i was doing deals like on a weekly basis pretty much to get all those properties like under contract right and get it done so one of them was we got this property in St. Thomas and uh, I agreed verbally with a money partner um, that they were going to help me out buying the property. And uh, it got three days before the closing date. The guy called me saying, I don't have money. So, so what? So I'm just curious, like, how did it all pan out? Interesting, because, uh, well, I'm, a, I'm an action taker, right? Like I got that call and said, OK, no problem. You're not going to get the money. You're out of the business, out of this deal. Um, and I start calling my friends and families, of course, and then trying to raise that capital. The, the property was uh, $180,000 purchase price, which is crazy for now, right? This was like last year. Um, but um, I raised uh, in three days, I raised $230,000 in 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 three days um so that's the power of having your your like people around you that know what you're doing so put that put it out there not even if you don't put on social media but at least the people that are really like close to you that really trust you um at that time i was and i'm guilty of it i'm i'm not in too much into social media um and i was not really like out there too much i was really like focused on one thing and just build my business and getting it done uh, but everyone that's around me knew me from like good steward of the money, making sure that I'm always giving that money back. And uh, I raised that money like super quick. Um, so that's how it panned out that we closed the, the deal. And we had actually 20 days after I got a private lender that funded us 80% LTV after getting the $230,000. So we actually could pay back those people that just helped us out at the very beginning. Um, so at the end of the day, we raised like more, over $300,000 for that same property. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And I think that's the power of networking and, uh, you know, having those conversations about what you're doing before you actually need people, because if nobody knew what you were doing, you hadn't, you know, shared your success or your, you know, your experience, it would have been very, very hard to start from scratch with three days to go. And so I think okay. that's the biggest thing that you know, I'm hearing you say here is even before you need it, start cultivating those opportunities so that when you actually do need it, it's not going to look like you're desperate, but here's an opportunity for them to come in. If you don't mind me asking, like you're obviously, it sounds like you're, you're not JVing, but correct me if I'm wrong, that you're just essentially uh, using other people's money to fund the deals for a percentage. Is that, is that right? Yeah. So I used to, basically, I had a business partner um, that we used to do, me and him, all the properties, and then uh, pulling money from uh, either uh, partner, like basically private lenders uh, as a certain percentage of the money, right? Not the deal. So yes, that, that was the case. Can I ask, like, um, on average, like, 
what are you offering? If you don't mind sharing with us, just like a, a percentage, the points, like how are you structuring that? Just so somebody's, you know, that's looking to, to potentially borrow private money uh, from somebody else that they can understand like maybe a little bit of, of what that costs. Um, because I'll tell you, private money is more expensive than regular bank money, but there's different levels of, you know, expensive money. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, for me, it was not even the expense too much of the money. It was the speed that I was getting money. Right. So when you're doing wholesale and, um, and really, uh, low cost, like for much more equity on the property, um, speed takes action. It gets into the, the, the whole like, um, uh, thing. So for me, it was speed. So if in case I couldn't get money from a private lender, I would get with a friend of mine, I would partner with them. And we would structure in a certain way that we divide the um, uh, the business in five different steps. So getting money for like getting the deal, getting the money, uh, um, down payment, uh, renovations and renovation money. So we divide that in 2020, 2020. And then each one bringing each one of those boxes, right? So you get a percentage per box that you get. So if I would do the renovations myself, I would get 20% of the deal. I found the deal another 20%. So that's how we structured it. And people love the way we're doing it because um, it became super clear for everyone the, how much you bring to the deal is how much you're going to get back uh, on, the, on the sale of the property. So that's, that's what we're doing if in case we're not pulling money from um, uh, a private lender, or even if we're pulling money from the private lender, if they're getting the down payment, they've got 20% of the deal right away, right there. Can you, can you break those down again? You said the deal, the, the money. Yeah. So if you, if you find the deal as 20%, uh, if you, um, bring the, 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 the financing is another 20% of the deal. If you bring the down payment for that financing is another 20%. If you bring the, the renovation is another 20% and then renovation money is another 20%. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just pausing the podcast to introduce you to Inspire Beach Resort, which is one of the development projects that I have been actively working on with Harry James and Joe Ferrara. And we are going to create a one of a kind resort like none other upscale adults only where you can relax and rewind take some time for yourself take care of your health and it is going to be absolutely spectacular some of the planning that we have been doing is absolutely amazing and uh, I'm, I'm really excited phase one is going to be completed in the summer of 2022 and i want to invite you to come up to our first ever retreats at the resort and this is going to be in august we are doing it over three days and we are going to be covering real estate investing topics but also a ton of other self-development networking there's going to be a ton of things we're going to have lots of activities uh, and it was going to be a retreat like none other and so if you are interested reach out to me at sarah at sarahlarby.com. Send me a message on Instagram, which is at investor Sarah Larby, or check out the liverealfactory.com, which is liverealfactory.com. And if you go to the events, you will get more information on that as well. And now back to the show. 
Oh, wow. Okay. That is very, that's very unique in, in breaking it down. You know, you hear the 50, 50, the work, but that is unique. And I can tell why, you know, people love, love that idea. So, um, and you were, when you were starting, you were working full-time, you were doing this kind of uh, to get that started. You transitioned to full-time. What were the biggest changes, you know, in your life, your lifestyle, you have a family as well. So what are some of the changes that you've implemented from doing this while working and now doing this full-time? Well, discipline really got into it because I have a family with two kids, so two small kids. So my wife um, is she she used to work. She actually just stopped working right now. But taking for me, uh, I'm really into mind, body, spirit. Like um, for me, my life needs to revolve into that. So uh, my business needs to revolve around my life, not the way of the other way around. So at the beginning, it was really hard for me to get that uh, straightened out. I was losing a lot of my health. I was not doing exercising. I'm a triathlete by passion and just do a lot of workouts um, and uh, love being with my family. So one of the things that I really had to do over time is when I saw that I was really focusing on flipping homes and getting those things done or even with work, right? I, I had to do things after work and I was burning properties. Um, so to the point that I would finish my nine to five and then go and then look at the properties and do renovations on them until one o'clock in the morning sometimes. So no time for family, but it was something that I had to experience to give value, like bring value, like really see the value of being like um, good steward with your time and your family and your health right and being being good with your like uh with with whatever's around you that's more important than money um and uh one of the things i implemented was 75 hard i'm like a huge guy on 75 hard right now because it gave me a lot of discipline um and uh, right now i divide my day so um being um more effective with my time was super important to the point that I was dividing my day in three different like times. So I, my day was not 24 hours, it was six hours. So my first day was six hours, six, second day, six hours, third day, six hours. And uh, when I compressed those, the day into six hours, I could actually start using my time without like touching my phone and looking other things. I was focusing on what's important at that time. If it was my family, I was only focusing on my family. If it was my workouts and... Uh, you know, my faith and my, uh, my workouts or like reading a book, it was only that. And that changed completely the perspective that I had in life and uh, really pushed myself to keep doing the things that were important at that time and not mix them with other things. Um, and so my work, like I had increased productivity, like crazy amounts because I was only doing that. I was only doing what was important. I was not taking calls. I was not, the, I was doing that. So really being focused, it was what changed my life completely. I think that's really great insight because there's so many times where we're like, oh, we have time. And then we like get on social media. Oh, and then we have some more time. And then, and then before you know it, the day's gone and you are not as productive or efficient as possible. So that's, and, and for you, it was six hours, but somebody else, it could be a different time, right? And just to really just time block and, and put everything else aside. And I think you know, you're probably very successful because you were able to be extra diligent, extra efficient, extra productive in, in that, those times. Have you hired, like now that your business is bigger, like do you have assistants, virtual assistants, like people on your team that you have hired along the way? 
I have 15 people on my team right now. <laughs> I have 16, empl 15 employees. Can, can you can um, we ask like what kind of employees they are? Uh, so right now I'm developing something new. I'm developing um, software. So I moved a little bit out of the flipping side, but uh, when I was flipping, I had about, I had four people. Um, so I start hiring more to be able to do more and to get more on the, uh, in the business instead of on the business. Uh, when I start developing more uh, procedures and things like that. But when I started developing software, I've seen the, the important, and that's when I learned from the flipping side that how important it is for you to delegate things to other people that know how to do the things better than you do. Um, and then you can manage more the, um, the on the business aspect, building the business and doing the things that you're good at. Um, but um, definitely like uh, having people around you that can help you scale a business and do the things much better, much more efficiently that you would do on your own. It is absolutely important, especially with marketing. I'm not a good copywriter. I'm not a good uh, storyteller. So I need someone that can do that for me in a much more concise and consistent way, right? So consistency for me over time became like a very important thing, um, being consistent with my business and, and being consistent in what I can do better. Uh, that's what I'm focusing right now, high value activities. That's awesome. Stick to, to what you're good at and, you know, you bring on and it's, you know, it's up to you if you want to improve on those strengths or strengthen the strengths and, and hire the weaknesses. Right. So, you know, it's, it sounds like a very interesting journey, you know, going from engineering into the burrs into flipping and now, you know, even getting into like technology and, and software development as well too. talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of the challenges along the way and um, maybe the biggest challenge and how you've overcome it. In terms of uh, doing the, the the switching or at any Sorry. point, whether it's one of your um, one of your properties, at you know if it's a challenge of you know like you like you just said balancing life and work and, and then and moving forward, yeah. Um, I think that yeah, when I start taking over too many properties, it was a challenge like to keep like myself sane and uh, and keeping my family as well like as uh, a center of my life. Um, especially in August when uh, we decided at that point we decided to move to British Columbia and we needed to finish all those properties on time to be able to move here before winter. Um, so we um, I had to move back to that bad um bad concept of my life basically making sure that my properties were done and like really get, getting out of too much of like have family time and uh my um 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 and and my exercise routines and things like that my routines were really really jeopardized on that um but but this, basically, that's what I've done. I, I think that sometimes we, we see the storms, right? Like the storms in life are really, really bad and change our mindset a lot, right? So, I mean, storms is when I had a lot of things that I had to do that I took on my own, right? It's all my fault, my responsibility. But at the end of the day, I had to get I get. I had to get out of it. I had to face those storms and, and push through it and just make it happen. And that's when, like, uh, I learned the power of just, like, taking and, and having a good team around you that you can take more projects and, um, and being prepared for it. And I was not prepared. 
That's what I learned on the hard way. I was not prepared to have too many properties at the same time. And I took them anyways, because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, we got it done, but um, I would never do that again. I would never do that without having a proper team and a proper structure uh, that I'm not uh, putting my, my life and my family and the, on the game uh, just because I wanted to challenge myself into something more um, uh, like crazy, <laughs> like having four properties at the same time. So um, this is definitely one uh, big, big takeaway for me for all these projects that I've done. Awesome. So we could talk forever. We'll have to have you come back at some point in the future, Chris. Uh, but uh, we're going to move on to the lightning round. So we're going to ask you four questions and every guest gets the same ones. You're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind in uh, less than 10 seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Question number one, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Be creative. So like it, it, there is exits for everything. Love that. Yeah. And when you're working on four different properties, sometimes you probably don't even know which one is which and definitely being creative and helping having those people around you. So awesome. Great, uh, great answer. Next question, question number two of the lightning round. What is your favorite resource for real estate investing? What's the favorite? Um, I, I, at this point, I was like wholesalers. Wholesalers are a great resource for me to be able to get those properties on a low, low cost at this at that point that I was doing and starting. Um, so those relationships are super important for me. Yeah, great answer. And I, I think in Canada, we, you know, in the last three years, we've grown in the amount of wholesalers that are out there getting deals. And I think there's a ton of value in expanding your search, not just relying on one realtor, but uh, pocket listings from realtors, different realtors, different regions, but also a handful of wholesalers, because that is clearly how you got the best deals. So congrats. Number three, in your opinion, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? Uh, following processes and really sticking to a, a real streamlined way to do things and not falling, not falling out of them. Uh, basically always sticking to the same plan. Love that. That's the engineer coming back out. You can never take it out, right? <laughs> I love it. Never take it out from me. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So last question. What do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Uh, on a Sunday morning, I really take for family. So digital detox is a massive thing for me. Like I really don't want to touch my phone. I don't want to touch anything. So I'm like really connected with my faith and my family. Um, this is my day to really take off and really like think about life and really think about my, my week. Uh, actually I put the plan together in the morning. So seven o'clock in the morning, I sit down and I put the plan for the week together. And then I take the whole day to be thinking about those things and preparing myself, um, and being with my family. Sounds awesome. Chris, where can a right club nation reach out and find out more? So I'm on Instagram on, uh, on Facebook and on LinkedIn. So it's Chris Herlin. 
Um, so you guys can find me anywhere there. So I'm open always to talking and learning new things. So please reach out. Yeah, it was wonderful chatting with you today, Chris. Uh, any last words of advice or anything else that you want to share with the Right Club community? I just say, like, you know, as me coming as a, as, as a immigrant and just uh, having a nine to five, you need to follow your dreams, follow your dreams, make it happen. Don't don't live other people's dreams. So if you want to do something that you, it's in your play, it's in your dreams, just make it happen. Just do something. There is always creative ways to do it. There's always a way to make it happen. So. Guys, just uh, just don't don't fall on the on the the rut, right? Of doing the things that they're comfortable. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable buying those that first property or doing something for the first time is going to be extremely uncomfortable. But when you do it once, then you'll never regret it. Awesome, awesome advice, Chris. Thank you so much for all your insights and being on the show. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. That was awesome. You know what? The biggest thing I think, uh, well, there's many, many things, but the, the one big thing obviously is that he did not let him being a new immigrant coming into the country, stop him. He had a plan, he had a goal, uh, and, uh, and went with it. And, you know, it's always, always very, very good to plan your exit from your nine to five job because you never know when it can happen. And he was able to, you know, when even when he was let go, he was able to plan around that and and really hit the ground running. And I think that's the beauty of real estate investing is we have that opportunity to not have to go back and look for another job, but we just got to set ourselves up, uh, you know, every single day to be able to, to get there should something happen or when you do want to leave your nine to five job. Definitely. And you know what? He, he encountered his, you know, his share of challenges along the way, you know, having 16 flips in one year, managing four at a time. What a, like that to me is crazy. You know, um, you know, managing four different crews and properties and all the different things that go along logistically with that. And even that one story that he told about, you know, the, that investor or joint venture partner that he had that was pulling out two or three days before they were supposed to close and being able to raise even more funds than he needed. That goes to the power of the network of the people that you surround yourself with, who you're working with, you know, who you're talking to. Um, you know, you're not going to find $300,000 in three days by watching Netflix all the time. So making sure that you are connecting, you are, you know, building that network of people, meeting new people that are doing the same thing or wanting to do the same thing and challenging you to get out of that comfort zone uh, is an amazing story. So for more of those stories and, and, you know, to grow your network, definitely check out therightclub.com, connect with people on there, tell the stories, tell your story, because, you know, you might seem insignificant or something that's not important, but to someone that might be the last piece of the puzzle or one piece of the puzzle that they need to continue their journey to continue to grow and, uh, yeah, and, and really uh, get beyond what they're able to accomplish. So, uh, yeah, amazing chat. Always love doing these, Sarah. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing a lot more. Right, Club Nation, don't forget to customize your life and come grow with us. See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.